So when you hit that, that's just it. That's it. That's all you got to do. You that's just got to push a we're button. We're, we're in it now. You just got to push a button. One little button. Just one little one little pinky get blown off. <laughs> one, little, one little pinky get blown off. Everybody be tripping. <sighs> this is growing on me. This I didn't like it at first, but now it's... <laughs> it's like uh, when you said the way you said that made me think of, this is the song. <laughs> oh, no. Don't put that. Don't put that in my head, please. But he just kept on drinking <laughs> it, and after not so long, it didn't taste like Iron City dropped into a Turner's iced tea. <laughs> Interesting. It, it does give you that like deep beery burp. It does. Yeah. Especially if you chug it. But I've noticed I don't do my drinks as much it, anymore. Chug it. Football. Do you ever notice there's like that? You graduate from chugging. Yeah. To enjoying. That's when you know your palate has changed. Big time. I, I think I destroyed my stomach with the last attempts I had at chugging. <laughs> I think those days are behind me. <laughs> Speaking of destroying stomachs, I don't know if that, that works. No, that, that works. That kind of does. I dig it. That's, a little bit. We're going to talk about today one of my all-time favorite video game franchises out there. Now, I, I enjoy it, but you are way more. I am way into this, which is I don't quite know why. Yeah, see, no, I, I know why. But I wasn't a PlayStation kid, which is yeah. I, the reason I know why I'm not. Yeah. I do like it a lot. I just didn't grow up with it. So yeah. there's, there's, therein lies the rub. No, I grew up with it. We are, we are talking about Red. Resident Evil, which was originally and is unknown in Japan as Biohazard. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's called Biohazard. So if you ever see that, I guess it was something with they they couldn't get the name for it here. And it was just kind of on a whim. They were going to call Biohazard here, but they couldn't. I don't know if it was like a copyright issue when the first game originally came out. So someone was just like kind of like, oh, let's, let's just call it Resident Evil, given the nature of the fact that the first game takes place in a mansion. Yeah. And you've uh, got... Okay. I see. You've got yeah. monsters running around. You got evil creatures. So hence the name Resident Evil. It's strange though, because like when I hear Biohazard, I'm like, no, I like Resident Evil more. Yeah, I do like I, it. I, I just it's such a probably biased because we've lived with it yeah. for however long. But even even though you could say it's the campier of the two titles, I'm like, oh, oh definitely it's I that might be partially its charm. Yeah. So I'm interested. How did you first come into think, the I, Resident I, Evil? How many we, how many have you played? Let me first ask that. How many I, I the the one I've played the most is the very first one. Okay, now the the original one or the remake one? The, I, I've played both. Okay. Now, I, I've heard interesting things. A buddy of mine, Rich, was talking about the remaster and all the... Explain to me the differences, because I don't know that I know quite how, as extensively as you guys, like how drastically different... Which... Uh, the, the original, f- like the original game from its remaster. From its remaster? So they're both essentially got the same cast of characters, same inciting incident, if you will, same setup. Yeah. You got the stars members having to investigate these bizarre murders in a fictional town called Raccoon City, which I've never been able to technically pinpoint where Raccoon City would be. I always thought it would exist somewhere in the northwestern United States, like Washington, Oregon. I don't know why, just given the fact that there's mountains. I always took it as like upstate New York kind of. Or yeah, but then, yeah, and then people were like, no, it's the Midwest, you idiot. And then I've heard (laughs) like, I've heard more like, yeah, like upstate New York some places. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the mountains. They're like snow caps. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's I think it's Midwest though. I think was the, what the the canonized version yeah. was agreed upon. But but yes, the first game, the original 1996 game, and the 2002 GameCube remaster, which was then you have like the HD remaster. Same same setup. Just the I think they really upped the atmosphere and they added to the layout, the game layout, the mansion, the rooms you can go in, the puzzles. Yeah. They added to it for the remaster and just. A definitely better voice acting. They they went up with the voice acting. That's not to downplay the original voice acting because there is just mm, but very wow. early game design. There is there is some great one liners <laughs> in in the very first game. And if you're if anyone who is a Resi fan knows what I'm talking about. You've got you've got great. This Does, is there an official term for the fans of Resident Evil? I don't know. I actually res heads or, or residents. Oh, I like that residents. <laughs> hey, bud, are you a resident? And then someone's like, you just meet them out in the middle of nowhere. Are you a resident, buddy? And then he just like pulls out a shirt that says, I heart Jill Valentine. <laughs> 
he's got on it under his coat. Hey, Jill is one of my favorite female characters of all time. I just have to. She's strapped, dude. She's got multiple caches of ammunition on her. Well, I just, I've always, I've always liked how they portrayed her in terms of like, she's not, she's capable. She's strong. She's not, not a damn, but vulnerable too. Yeah. Like she feels like a, like a real human being, obviously as the games have gone on. Yeah. And like in the first game you can argue, but again, that could be through you playing her as, as the player. Now, not to disrupt your flow, but you, if I'm not mistaken, one of your, your big claims of fame, you did a Resident Evil short. Oh, God. Yeah, I did. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> we can. I, know, I know there's we some, can. some mixed memories. No, there. no, no. I, I tried doing one of our, the directing You projects. always say tried, but I do think the results of that, I remember <laughs> sitting in, in the theater watching it, and I was like, this is dope. No, <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll give it that much. Nobody it's, else no, tried okay. doing anything like that, dude. I, I just fair. was like all up. I was just all about it. I was like, oh, yeah, let's try it. Let's, let's do it. Because I think to it comes from the fact that I, I just I feel like there'd be a great and I've kind of moved beyond this now but I've always thought there would be a great movie or TV adaptation I think for Resident Evil I think maybe you're the man and the no 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 you know how bad the job I would do <laughs> Hey, at this point, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, yeah, I just I, and I said, oh man, I, I want to try and do this and do it and do it right. I think you did a good job. I, well, heard, I appreciate. I know. That. You, I know you always talk down. I think. I think it came out well. Well, I appreciate that. So yeah, I did that based on a scene in the fourth game. Yes. So I thought, oh, okay, this might be something interesting to shoot. But just because I'm not a fan of the movies that they made, not that they're necessarily bad. They're so off the beaten path. They're the game they they are what they are. I, I just they don't capture the same essence that a Resident Evil game does. I agree with that. And for for me, they exist in that I don't want to say bad, but bad. B the like, bees. I enjoy them for how hokey and weird. Yeah, you definitely get to have a good well time executed. out of them. Yeah, you definitely have a good time out of them. I still will pick them up and rewatch them every now but, and then just for how goofy they can get but yeah they get so goofy and so so bad that they get funny yeah. and good that's that's not necessarily where you want to aim for but yeah some, that's some what of they them are. were just straight up cgi oh yeah monstrosities <laughs> yes <laughs> no pun intended but yeah they yeah and that was what led me to shoot that because i was like damn it i really want there to be <laughs> something out there yeah that at least harkens back or at least captures the atmosphere the tone the the thrill of, of a resident evil game so that was why i did that and then but as time has gone on now i've kind of been like you know what no there is a resident evil and it's called and it's the video games yeah that's that's what it is you don't like i always it was a weird thing i always had to justify thinking that oh you have to have a movie to justify the game well it's interesting yeah, because i don't think that way anymore video game adaptations are particularly a tricky yeah to crack it's i don't think it's been done super well a ton of times and i think the best one is silent hill yeah no they did it. yeah no i would say they did a good job with that and recently and i don't want to go too far down this because yeah. i know we're, we're yeah we'll get but anyway yes but i i think that they i think that they did do a particularly interesting job because and i think some adaptations do this well they don't try and just recreate the whole same experience it's it's mm -hmm. a tangential experience that brings yes. additional things for people who are also fans of the original source different yeah and that's kind of where i've settled now on resident evil and just video game adaptations in general like video games are their own medium their yes. own they can be an art form they don't whether we can have a whole discussion about that another day that's yeah that is a, t a topic for another time but i do think they are definitely when you experience a game especially like how i experienced resident evil uh for the first time years ago it's definitely in my my head now there's no there's no getting it out of there it definitely yep. influences a lot of what i do artistically and creatively now what particularly about the gameplay like i because because it is a, a unique aspect of, of the video game. you're not just getting a story it's you're in that driver's seat yeah what particularly about the gameplay struck still struck back in the day but also still strikes you. for me well i think they they've been coined or the ones of the progenitors creators however you want to look at it definitely one of the first you could argue alone in the dark did it before them a couple other games but this survival horror genre yeah and that was kind of one of the things that i, I like about it is that term survival in, in it because you could just say it is horror, but survival horror. And it like, has become, I mean, that genre has been fleshed out, especially in just recent years. Yeah. I mean, you got Outlast, Amnesia, you've got how many others? I yeah, mean, you've got Silent Hill, you Silent mentioned. Hill. 
is, is another mean, survival horror. Basically, thing. where the goal is not to dominate enemies, but no, just necessarily make it through a maze. Yeah, there's no, there's the idea of like, so when you have your games, there's always usually like a power up or there's some sort of thing you can get to, that makes you more invincible. You think of like, if you think of like the classics, like Mario, you got the mushroom or <laughs> the firepower or the, I forget the name of it, but the, where you can fly the cape, I think is in, in world, but they did it differently in, in the third one, I think. And, and the games are very colorful. And keep in mind, too, this was one of the first 3D games I ever yeah. saw and played. Not just a 2D scroller. Yeah, no, like, like I was for the longest time that I can remember, I grew up in that, that era of Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, and it was all that 2D world, which still hold up yeah. to this day, I think. And then there was that huge shift. Then we, they brought in the third dimension. Out comes the PlayStation. And I can remember my brother being like, we got we to get this one. And we did end up getting it. And and we brought it home. I remember we played like whatever. We, we got like a couple games and we had like a demo disc. Yeah. And it was those ones. Sometimes you would get them in the mail too. Do you ever, do you ever get I, oh, you, Xbox? Xbox had a magazine they'd put them out with. And yeah. They'd come with the demo discs. And I, dude, I had a library of those demo discs. So I was like, I, that's how I would catalog and categorize what games I was going to like uh-huh. pull the trigger on. Yeah. Now it's like the, you can get the. The playable teasers on it as a download yeah no so it's, it's like so strange changed. how like stuff is now done compared to like how it used to be like i never would have thought everything could just be done through the software like just yeah. digitally like n- n- nothing tangible necessarily to hold so weird <laughs> yeah so that was how i remember switching into the the third dimension and i can remember looking at an old me- uh, video game magazine I can't remember what exactly what one it was, but in my mind, and I keep in mind, I'm only like maybe seven, eight, nine years old at the time yeah. when the first game comes out. And I'm flipping through the magazine looking for, oh, what's what's the, what are the new games coming out? And I get to like the very back page and there's an advertisement for Resident Evil. Ooh. And it had some screenshots. And all I saw in the screenshot was a, like, I think it's Jill and there's like a giant spider next oh. to her or something. And it looked almost identical to the giant spider or a giant spider. It looked not a giant spider, but looked like the ones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It looked like the ones that, that are on his back, the tarantulas. So in my stupid eight-year-old head... <laughs> I'm like, oh, this must be an Indiana Jones-like game. Yeah. So I immediately was like, oh, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Then one day, our mom takes us to Blockbuster, as you do, to rent when you... God, what a a different age. And you would literally go into the store and we're looking for games to rent. So, and we had we had only just bought the PlayStation. I want to say maybe this was maybe a few days or a week later after we bought it. And my brother and I go into the Blockbuster store. I don't know where my sister was at the time. But she did end up playing the games with us later that night. And my brother picks up Tomb Raider. He had heard about it. One of his friends at school said, oh, yeah, you got to play Tomb Raider. And that's the one he picked out. And my mom was like, all right, you get to pick one. And I, there it was, Resident Evil, just sitting there. Now, I had no clue what I was getting into. I just yep. remembered seeing it on the thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's get this. And I I do think it was, it was. I think the ratings had been, or were out at this point, the ESRB, yeah. I believe. If not, It, it was then, an M-rated game. Right? Yeah, it was a, it was a mature so. rated game. But we, uh, the rating system was still new. Regard, yeah. If it was, then it was definitely still new. Yeah, we're so now I'm, in the piggy system, so... so. <laughs> It's, it's evolved since then. <laughs> so I had no clue what was going on, but I picked up the game, rented it, and we played Tomb Raider first for what played that for a while. Then you just switch to Resident Evil. And what was interesting, they have in the original game, the 96 game, they had full mo, they had the actual physical actors and they actually shot that opening sequence. That mocap stuff's gone crazy. Yeah, with, with how they did it. So I always thought that was interesting to see like an actual video at the time on a CD ROM that you're playing on the video game. Yeah. And they I'm assuming they had the same actors. They might have had different ones, both voice and portray the characters. And I just remember the way it opens up, you're not quite sure what's happening. And you're like, what What are we getting into? Like, you're like, okay, maybe this is going to be more of an action movie or something that we're getting into here. Then you're, then you're alone. Then you're trying to find one of your other teammates. Then there's like a pool of blood. Then you go into the classic, classic opening, the first zombie reveal scene. And I maintain, I don't know why, but the original 96 game version of that zombie when it turns and looks at you, the vacant look that it gave, even though the graphic by today's standards are primitive yeah the vacant look that it gives to the player on that shot and that screen terrified the piss out of me <laughs> as a kid i like could not i wasn't even playing the game my brother was i just picture you like now but like small <laughs> 
Like you just mm-hmm. look exactly like yourself, but you're saying, <laughs> but you're smaller. Like, yeah, kind of <laughs> like Paul like, Rudd in oh Ant Man. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Throw the controller. I'm swearing at him, screaming. I was like, I, I literally couldn't move. I was like terrified from it. And what's interesting to me is one of the reasons I have such a soft spot for video games too is that I don't know. I couldn't explain why this happened, but for some strange reason, anytime a big thing in my house was like we had the video games like usually in in the bed in my brother and I shared a bedroom when we were little, and we just had like one of those really small box TVs. Yeah, and we would hook up the video game to that. So when every once in a while we'd ask like our parents, "Hey, can we hook it up to the big TV?" Yeah, which is ordeal. still small compared to today's screens. Yeah. They weren't like seventy five inches, but it was like, oh man, yeah, it we can still hook it up. It was a big event. It was a big event. Like, yeah. it's, oh yes, let's do. It. We're gonna hook it up to the big screen TV. And so we did it that night when we got rented the games, and yeah. we decided, yeah, we can play them on the thing. I think that's why we went out in the first place. Like we had already known prior, we're gonna hook it up, but let's go rent some games. So we played Tomb Raider and we played Resident Evil. And for some strange reason, every time we did this, it brought my whole family together. Like, yeah. like everyone was there and like watching and be like, oh, what's this? What are they playing what's going on be it us enjoying the games or like my dad like cracking jokes like being like what is this what are you guys doing <laughs> so that's why in resident evil like when i think of that i it, it makes me think back on those times yeah so it does have a soft spot for me uh, so i am there's definitely going to be some bias you in, know everybody in, has the, the those cardinal few things that harken back to childhood mm-hmm. it's just like it snaps you into that nostalgia and i think corporations know that now. oh <laughs> yeah oh well, I mean, god, I mean god definitely yeah absolutely <laughs> we're living in that right now <laughs> But now having played a majority of the games, I haven't played every single one, but I've played most of the main ones. I look at it now, and especially looking at the original, one of the things that I think is interesting about it, going back to that survival horror, is you're not meant to necessarily... You don't power up the same way you do in other in other games. There's that sense of your job is simply to escape. It is to survive. Just make it to the end. Just make it to the end, however you can. It it, it challenges you. It it was definitely it's. It, I would argue that Resident Evil, at least the original games, were more of a puzzle game with the horror aspect and the zombies layered onto it yeah i know it gets touted as a a zombie genre and absolutely i I don't necessarily argue with that for me though it was the the creepy sort of puzzles and the one of the key aspects is the resource management that you have to do in that game knowing that you can only carry so many things i think it's become a very popular trope in survival horror is like oh you gotta manage your resource like last of us is very good at that yeah it's like exactly you you only have so much to work with you gotta like okay is it this bullet worth it right now Mm-hmm. to get me out of this scenario like, I, yeah and i think that's one of the huge thing is like and that i think lends to horror too is how it's like okay you only have a limited supply of you're not gonna there's not gonna be a coin around necessarily around the next corner or a mushroom or some invincible star or you're not as overpowered as you can get in other video games you ever had that where like you're playing a game and you get to a certain point like certain bosses that were in the beginning that were really hard by the time you get later in the game and you play them you just like steamroll them because you're so much you're so op now yeah so much more leveled up than they are so often in survival horror i'm left in a situation where i'm like how the am i supposed to get past this yeah (laughs) yeah no exactly i think it's that sense of that you don't necessarily you don't level up i don't think in in the resident evil games no it's just the same way you you make it another day there's no there's no leveling up it's just you got to get through this event and it kind of like same when we talked the other time about a24 we're talking about the horror movies and how you have this these events these moments where you get people into like a certain thing like lighthouse yeah and it's like let's see what happens when we take all the trappings of society and civilization away yeah and i think that's one of the reasons i was drawn to resident evil even though i was scared out of my mind from it years back yeah i i I definitely love the puzzle aspect the the cerebralness of it of like planning okay how am i going to go from point a to b how am i going to beat the game i think in the first game too is so interesting because it was you would go through the rooms like through the hallways especially Mm -hmm. trying to find like how do i get through here what what, how do i navigate yeah one and one foray into those rooms could be different than the next yeah it's like going through checking all the doors the first the first go through everything's locked you can't get anywhere yeah no exactly and it's like okay well what then you're forced to look at what you do have what you do have access to and it's like what's here and what 
can change that scenario. Yeah. Can possibly get me into another door. And it just it forces your brain to puzzle solve. No, exactly. And and they're not technically necessarily overly long games. Like I've seen people do like there's world records for speed runs on some of these, which I, I could never do. But they're they're fully contained almost like you said, puzzle boxes. Yeah. And your job is to complete solve the puzzle essentially without without getting yeah. eaten by speaking crazy of, dogs or zombies or whatever. Speaking of puzzle based survivor horror too, it's like I, half the reason I bought a PlayStation Four was to play the PT trailer. The PT trailer. So what it stood for, what it was later discovered to stand for, was playable teaser and what okay. it was was a playable teaser for a Silent Hills game that never oh, happened. Okay, and. It was it was so appealing. It was like you're trapped in this hallway of this house and you can't get out. And huh. you're literally looping in on yourself every time. And every time you moved through it, like small things would change. And it was that's very, so trippy. Yeah. It was it was one of the trippiest, like most psychological game experiences yeah. I've ever had. Game never happened. <laughs> I was so I'm more pissed than I've ever been about anything. How'd that turn out though? For the, you? the teaser is still one of the best game experiences I've yeah. ever had, but the game is never going to happen because Hideo Kojima, who was supposed to produce it, was like, "Nah, I'm out." <laughs> he left the studio, and then he's since made Death Stranding. Yeah, not this crazy. Far, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, that's but, crazy. But yeah, what, definitely one of the craziest survival horror experiences I've ever had. I was it, I remember being like up until like the hours of the night just trying to figure that stupid thing out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a whole game; it was just a teaser for a game. Yeah, and I think that that's interesting how, like, I think that's one thing I like going back to Resident Evil. What I like is when you're going to create, because there's definitely, there is a whole ton of lore now. Oh, my God. Like just, For the franchise. There's what, how many games now for those? Well, here, let's, let, let I found this really interesting. 146 million copies sold worldwide as of July 2023. That's, that's impressive. That's just the games alone. Yeah. And here, look, like here, here we go. So here's like literally just like a list. You've got from '96 all the way to today, and these are just the main ones, I think. You've, yeah, there's a ton. It's, yeah, it's, I, of what of these, what I have played through, I've done the first one, and I've done the Revelations series. Other than that, I don't think I've really done many of them. Yeah, like Resident Evil Four remake just came out this past year. Yeah, that's another Village did really well. Yeah, Village that, did really. I mean, the franchise I think is still going strong. I yeah. mean, this is definitely one that I could see you could make. You could give a theme park if you want. It's kind of a have mission like a horror impossible of like yeah. horror games. No, yeah, it is. That, that's a good yes. Yes, because it has that sense of action adventure. But if you strip it down to the, the survival horror roots, there's that sense of here you are thrown into a situation and we're going to try and hinder you as much as we possibly can. But you also have to remember, okay, where you came from, where certain things go, uh, especially back in the day. Like even though the Internet was still in its infancy, you could look up a few things, but not to the extent one of the craziest aspects of the first one i remember was that like even the ability to save the game was a resource yes which is you had limited number of saves i can't think of another game that has done that to me no which i highly suggest if you want like if you're looking for a little video game challenge play the resident evil either the remake or the first one and try and do like a permadeath challenge meaning go through the whole game without without saving so like if you if you end up dying you got to start all over again I remember a bunch of people were doing that for Atlas, and that game scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta get that on. I gotta play that yeah, one, Atlas. I have both of them. I have the first. I have the actually, it's three of them now. So there's there's a DLC for Atlas, which is almost like it is. Honest to God, it is maybe an hour's worth of gameplay shorter than the core game itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like it is a sequel to the game. But, yeah. But I have that. I have the DLC and I have two. If you ever want to borrow it, you're welcome to. Okay. One thing that so there are so many things I could go. I could talk about Resident Evil for till I'm blue in the face. What I think the one thing I like about it so much is the lore. And if I'm coming at this from a storytelling standpoint, I think this is a especially the the original ones that I grew up with. This is a game that tried to start to create a new sense of poetics or rules for how do you use the medium of video games to tell a story even using the word tell a story i don't think is accurate for a video game because i, I do i do, do okay i, I personally do because i've seen seen enough i i would put resident evil very much in that category of games mm-hmm. that really do tell a story they're not just meant to be surface value yeah scares or puzzle solving but there is more there there's a i mean clearly they've, they've made what seven of the original movies yeah and then now raccoon city on top of it yes which i think as much as i didn't like raccoon city i think it it definitely felt more like resident yeah. evil to me it when was, i saw it was welcome the closest to raccoon to the city. Mark. it's yeah. not a perfect movie by any no. stretch but it was it was a step above 
from a, a storytelling aspect, what I like about this is this is where I thought video games for me started to finally at least show like bits of like, okay, when you're when you're writing, you can always hear the term show don't tell. Especially in film. One of the books I remember reading about like how to write, what to do, you almost want to do a mix of the two Mm -hmm. because the main commandment is always show, don't tell. Well, if you show everything, it's going to take forever. Mm -hmm. Like you can't can't show everything in the character's life or what's going on with the story. Otherwise, it would start to get boring. Even like one of my my all time favorite story, movie, you name it, book. Lord of the Rings. Oh my god. If he showed everything, I think I'd still be reading it right now. Like the man took a lifetime yeah. to build the backstory and then not even like mm-hmm. fully put it there. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is crazy. No, and, and that's and usually as a writer, that's sometimes what happens. Like you gotta you gotta know all this stuff as a writer, but you don't need to show don't need everything. to bombard your audience. You don't know. You want that brevity uh, going. You want on them there. to be hungry for it and exactly. dig for it on their own. But imagine if we saw every single day, every single moment, every single little conversation of the fellowship here's you know, my pitch. going along yeah a oh you got a pitch su- a sub a sub novel series following bilbo's adventures in the shire following the hobbit leading up to the the what the hundred some years <laughs> in between the hobbit and Lord <laughs> you could do it probably be boring but be you, boring could it. you could do it you could do it be a lot of smoking and drinking <laughs> which i am so yes you can you can show the story, and that's usually like when you're thinking about okay, what we're gonna do. You say to yourself, what scenes am I gonna show? Yeah, and what areas do I have to tell? So anytime you see, if we're talking about film, anytime you see like a montage or like music starts to play, that's them telling. I've always liked it as telling is the glue that's gonna hold the scenes together. Because if you show everything, it's gonna get boring. One of the things about video games then is you literally, I think you gotta have a little bit of that third dimension, if you will of storytelling is don't what's the experience behind i haven't come up with a term yet even in my own head of what it is but you've got to almost let the player discover or do it so how do you make it interactive and that's what i think is so unique about video games is because there is that sense of discovery and that's why i think i've said in the past why last of us hits home as such a dramatic piece because i think it uses that that third discovery dimension for dramatic purposes in a really like it puts you in the driver's seat of gutting yourself of being like i just had to kill this kill that guy i just had to yeah you feel the emotional weight of things more because you're in that driver's seat and that's in that aspect and i think that that's that's really unique and i think in the case of like survival horror like outlast resident evil it's like that puts you in it, it puts that terror in your soul more yeah. you want to run out of the room yeah like, no 100 percent. that's i think the key to it is a narrative structure to a video game is okay i have to somehow as the creator anticipate what the player is going to do as best or i can feel yeah or think or, yeah you know, it, it really is a lot to put all in one like perspective. I, I, if, if someone said, even if they made a perfect Resident Evil adaptation move. Which they won't. But. <laughs> they never, hey, never say never, but yeah, they probably won't. It's been tried a lot. <laughs> if they did and someone said, okay, you can play the game again or you can watch the movie again, I'd be like, mm, I'll play the game again. Mm-hmm. I feel Because for me, it's still that experience of you're in the mind, literally in control of the character. You feel a part of it more, at least for me, having grown up with video games more than some of the other mediums. Not do. to discount that either, but I think there's another element to that as well of just remakes in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's that trying to rebottle lightning when it's already, yeah. you got it, got it right already. Why would you try and do it over again? Well, and I think too, like it, it is one of the things when it comes to video games, because the technology is getting better, it's strange how, if, yeah, if you make a, they remake a movie or redo a book, you're like, oh, again. Although I think in video games, ability to, see what it's like updated for a new software for a new uh, engine i think video games do sort of have more room to to do a remaster if so and of course everyone's greedy and yeah. always wants more money that's just the way which plays right into some of the themes of resident evil with with the umbrella corporation i love the lore too of it's resident so good evil. like, like it's, I, it's it screams right in the face of all that corporate greed and yeah everything too and i love that and everything has uh, or tries to as as sometimes the later games can get a little hokey and out there but it goes into that thing of like we're not dealing with a supernatural threat necessarily but a one backed by science can similar well i'll bring 
a Blast of Us again. Like it, it tries to use that sense of just that little bit of, uh, could this happen? Well, probably not, but who knows? The scary thing about Last of Us is it uses real world science. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, po- it's like, it's not there yet, but it's very plausible, possible science. Yeah. Like- and I think that the Resident Evil franchise, the games have had a huge impact on what we see today. We were talking about uh, Alex Garland today. He's at, he, said that Resident Evil series is a primary influence on 28 Days Later. Yeah. You look at things like Shaun of the Dead, The Walking Dead, all, all that stuff. Yeah, I, Kirk, I, Kirkman even said that like yeah. influence, right? Yeah. I, I think this definitely brought about a zombie renaissance for us in the early 2000s. Yeah, after Romero started to not necessarily die down, but I mean, yeah, he had a, he had most of his successes out by that point. The zombie genre was at a, I would say at a, at a particularly low point in the nineties mm-hmm. before Resident Evil had popped up. Yeah, which ones did you say you played? You played you played the first one. I definitely played through the first one the most, but I did do the Revelations okay. series as well. The first one is still my favorite of all time. Oh my gosh, yeah, and, and that's I know that's not a lot of people will put the fourth one as the best of all time what whatever we can argue that's neither here nor there i what i love is that once again that smaller setting of just a handful of characters and sort of putting them to the test and like okay are they going to come out on top or not are they going to succeed or fail and i think that's one of the cool things about resident evil from a story standpoint is usually the original games always focus and even the new some of the newer games too uh, especially like the resident evil 4 remake focuses on the singular character and overcoming adversity is always it never gets old for me it doesn't yeah I, I have you played through any of amnesia i have not i've seen bits of it it's that's one probably reminds me the most of resident evil at least mm-hmm. the, like just like my limited i haven't played through all of them but it's a lot of like through the castle yeah the lantern kind of stuff and it it's a unique one i i, I think you would like it i'll have to I'll have to check it out they're they're real cheap on oh okay that that outlast what are some of the other like really good survival horrors out there one recently alien isolation that oh, came out dude. a few years back that definitely has that horror survival horror that one's going for that it. one's crazy good dead space dead another, space yes another right. good survival horror yeah there's there's just something about you definitely feel alone in those games but in that's the, the point way. yeah like it's you're forced to leave you're left to your own devices to try and get out fatal frame that's another fatal survival frame, horror. i, I would highly that. recommend that one it's it's a it's more supernatural but it definitely it still uses the same base survival horror mechanics you're basically stuck in a mansion the first one there's a couple of them stuck in a haunted mansion and your only weapon is a camera alan wake so, Island Wake, yes, another good one. What's what was the one I was just at Limbo. Limbo, yeah, yeah. I I still think you would like Limbo. It's a simple one, but it's 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 a two D scroller. Yeah, that's just like dark and creepy. Yes, and basically outrunning this like armada of spiders and mm-hmm. people, people who are just trying to trap you. It's it's it's, it's a good one. They they did it. They had a uh, sister project called Inside that's also very good. Yeah. So as you can see, the, this certainly created a, a huge following and, t- and created that whole genre. Yeah, uh, like that survival horror, a, a whole giant scope of games. And for me, if I can separate the nostalgia from it and having grown up with the the original games, what I always loved about it was it, it gave more agency to the player than other games did. Like you could get multiple endings. Yeah, there were as as limited as they were in the beginning because the hardware was limited. The fact that you said multiple endings, I can't believe everyone. Have you ever played Until Dawn? No, I have not played Until. But yes, I've seen people. I've seen it. I've watched some live like streams of it. Yes. Goosebumps. Book. Yeah. It. Yes. That is another good that's example. A, that's a really good one. Yeah. The, even the cast in that one, like Rami mm-hmm. Malek, before he was just famous, yeah. was in that. Like, yeah. No, I think this is definitely. I love the characters too. Of course, there's there's some great one-liners in, in the original game. You, the master of unlocking yeah. a Jill sandwich. <laughs> a Jill sandwich. You, you, like, I mean, it, it just goes on and on. But uh, as a, one thing too, I will say, if you look at the series, and this is an interesting thing when it comes to a I've always enjoyed the more survival horror aspect of it because it treats the characters in their world as normal people credit they have more training than someone like i would i'd be dead in two seconds if i was <laughs> yeah. stuck in a place like that but that's why they're the ones who can make yeah it. but they being having the more special ops sort of training like swat whatever they're called stars in the original game mm-hmm. a special this is interesting i always thought people would say special tactics and rescue squad it's not it's actually special tactics and rescue service 
oh. from the original game. Somehow Squad got thrown in there in the movies. They screwed it up. They, and they put Squad. More of a sign that they just... Yeah, they just did not care. <laughs> There's no Squad, it's service. So yes. I always like that moniker too, the... Monic, not uh, An- anagram, anagram uh, thingy. Uh, yeah, stars. I always, I always was like, oh, that's cool. I like that. In the original games, treat their protagonists as normal people who are confronted with extremely extraordinary circumstances, and that's what I always loved about it. That sort of dire, that tone and the atmosphere, the creepy atmosphere that the games do, the sounds in this. I mean, to make the soundtracks and the sound design for the original games back on like the PS One would have been I think just a harrowing effort to yeah. create but then as the series has gone on the the characters become more superhero like heroic classical like they're action heroes and you see that a lot sometimes the longer a character goes in a franchise they start to make them more fantastical yeah in the sense and one of the things I like about Resident Evil they sort of brought it back then a little bit more recently limiting the characters making them feel more real like let's take that superhero aspect out Orson Scott Card has a really great book it's called character and viewpoint i highly recommend it if anyone's interested in developing characters more yeah he talks about how like characters like when you're looking at the audience the society at the time you have like a pendulum and it swings from i forget the exact terms that he uses but you have like just the regular the regular person the the common person just everyone you try to make them feel as real as possible and that's what i think resident evil to an extent does with the playable characters and then tastes can start to shift and then people want something more as time goes on or stuff happens in the world people want more stronger like fantastical characters they want more superheroes so you have like just the the regular person and then you have the superhero and like you have obviously superman or batman yeah we talked about indiana jones yeah. not being quite the superhero yeah but being put in you know and it's scenario. and it and it kind of swings back and forth like people want more right now like i feel like maybe we're going back the other way prior when marvel was having the big thing going on and all the superhero movies were coming out everyone was just eating up we want these larger than life iconic super powered protagonists there was a massive splurge of that. Yeah. And then you start to, it's just like anything. You start to get a little tired of it. And then the pendulum starts to swing back the other way. We're going to, we start to see. And I think that's one of the things going back to the A24. That's one of the things I really like about those because it's everyday people confronted with these incredible circumstances, which I think plays into horror a lot. Horror tends to usually go with someone, just a normal person in a very disadvantaged situation, which Resident Evil does incredibly well. And to do that in a video game, I thought at the time I didn't realize it, but looking back on it now, I was like, wow, they did a good job because you kind of have to rely on your wits as a player too, even though you're controlling the character Yeah, uh, in it. It was also too, like I, I found it, like from the mechanics standpoint, it's like the camera angles that they use yes. were super yeah. unique. And, and uh, it's, it's always funny to me how people today, when they're playing it for like the first time, they're like, they can't get past the, the camera angle it's a little tricky the, uh, mechanics wise but once you get into it it's got like it i see what they were going for it was well like yeah because you don't camera feel yeah that's it. yeah and they did it's like everything back in the day it was like a pre-rendered background like yeah so they create the characters they create the moving parts that they need to and then they create just kind of like the the bones of the structure that you're going to run around and then rather than actually three creating a 3d model for it they put almost like it would almost Bumpers, be similar to yeah like jpeg graphics putting a bunch of just like pictures and jpeg pegs together to simulate where you're in and that security camera style footage of it I think increased for me the sense of fear in the game because you can't always see what's around or down the hallway or near the next corner like you feel like you're trapped yeah and you have that claustrophobia and you have to go through the next screen to finally get to for the camera to change yeah so you never quite know what's going to happen around the corner or something waiting there for me. I can hear it. I don't know where it is. There's a zombie right there. So that's, like I said, I can go on constantly about it. But I'm, yeah. I'm talking way too much. Give me, give, me, give me some of your bits on Resident Evil here. I- I don't know what I, I could say, but I mean, it's, it, it is such a unique game. It, 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 it is that core. I think it is like the tones of it. I think it's that corporate tech corporate mm-hmm. element to it. It's that the, the monsters are almost like tangential to that yeah. in certain, certain ways. But yeah. it, I, I, I think the fact that it has so many layers to it is a testament to how well crafted it is. Yeah. And I think the, re- like, the, like you've said before, like the resource management in it was, it was way ahead of its time. They were definitely forward thinking on that. I think the, the sound is, 
design in in the majority of Resident Evil games is something to be applauded. Like a, that, a lot of the time you could hear things coming before, before you, you could see, see it. Yes, it was, I, I think that that uh, that added a lot to the general anxiety. The music, yes, yeah. I, I again probably all coming because I'm biased to it. I can't say enough. Even even if even if the dialogue sometimes is not the greatest or the acting uh, isn't necessarily, but it it, it, it there it is also a, was '96. Like it yeah. was early on for gaming at the time. Mm-hmm. Like at least like narrative style. Games yeah, where like voice acting was a thing, but but one thing I think is like okay, I I don't know the exact details of how they did it but it's a good way of making sure that you have the gameplay aspect and the story coming together the story kind of serves the gameplay they were like okay we want to create this game where you have to do the resources you're stuck in an area how do we craft a story around that because i think a lot of times sometimes you can get some games where they'll especially even like triple a like high studio games they'll want to do the opposite they'll have the story come first but then the gameplay is like second and that's where that third sort of thing where I was talking about before like telling showing and then interacting if you have to have that interaction because it is a game at the end of the day and I as, and it as doesn't a player even need to be intense it. interaction even just no like, yeah even like what's the term for it where it's you just have to press it like PlayStation games have this a lot you oh like button mashing or like it's uh, quick time I think it's oh quick called. time events quick yeah. time events where you just yeah. have, like you have to I've, hit a button to just initiate I, I've, I'll, I'll just admit I've never been a huge fan of the quick time events because yeah. I feel like it takes me out of the I'm like oh, I, I don't want I'm not here to it reminds it, it, reminds especially when they show it on screen yeah. i'm like this reminds me now that i'm playing a game yeah i, th- I think it could be argued like we've brought it up a couple times in this but uh, last of us as an example of something different mm-hmm. it's like i think that a lot of like their dialogue scene yeah. interaction stuff can be argued as like a quick time event but it's done in such a different way yeah it's not hokey but yeah it's just a different way of looking at that no it's still it's still and i think video games are still growing with like okay what more can we do with the technology what i don't even know if there is a fully set book of poetics like you know yeah. aristotle was observing when we talked about it, our previous episodes one of our previous episodes about like okay how what's making this work yeah for me resident evil is one of those games i'm like why is this still going and what is it obviously they're just fun they're scary like beyond the stuff that you see on the surface level but i always like try to like pick apart now like okay why do i still enjoy this game what because obviously they did something right whether they knew it or not it's definitely stood the test of time i mean if you make what's like eight movies off of something it's mm-hmm. gonna have something going on yeah so yeah no it's definitely i think if you want to give yourself a really good challenge and fun experience take the resident evil remaster and with that do a no save permadeath do the uh, survival mode and play it with your. Play I didn't with realize your this friends. was an actual mode. I thought you just like. Yeah. So essentially, not in saved. the survival mode, the item boxes aren't linked. So wherever you leave something, oh, you have to come back to there, and you can't save. See if you could do it. I haven't oh, done God. it yet, I, but it's, just but it's a fun. I think it'd be a fun it. challenge, and it's definitely got that creepy atmosphere. If you've never done it, you want something scary to do this this Halloween season. Give give that a shot think but yeah resident evil definitely worth it what do you what do you think about the netflix series that they tried i didn't even watch it neither did i because i was like nope one of the saddest parts about it lance reddick was in it and yeah. one of the last things that he did i know I yeah so sad about that. i know me too he, he we did get a john a last john wick performance out of him mm-hmm. sadly enough it was <laughs> The Resident Evil Netflix series. One of the last I, I don't know why they had to go. I, I again, I didn't see it, but I know it like takes place in the future or something. They tried all kinds of weirdness with it. And there's one thing I've always I didn't like about what the movies do. They do that, especially the third one. It's like that. Okay, now it's taken over the world and all that. Again, that misses the point. I think to me because if you look at all the Resident Evil games, whether it's repeating the same formula, fine, you can say that. I don't care. You as the player, if you win the game, you overcome the nightmare yeah. that that you have to go through. So there is that something to hang your hat on. There's like that 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 hero journey, that hero's journey. You come back to grant the knowledge on to the town. And and that's one thing I've always liked about Resident Evil is it's a horror genre story, but it usually, I think all the time, has that happy ending. Like if yeah. you if you look at some of the songs at the end of each, the credits as they roll, they're like they're a huge stark contrast to the sounds and music that you were hearing through the entire game. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. But yeah, gl- listen to if you go back and listen to the original soundtrack of the PS1 game, all the music and songs are very just creepy and menacing. And then if you go and play the credit song called Still Dawn, of course I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big, huge, huge contrast 
to the sound and designs of playing the game itself. Yeah. I've always found that very interesting. There's like that big exclamation point of you did it. I don't know if that's like a difference of teams or... Could be. It very well could be, yeah. It, it, or I if that was be, like an intentional stuff. Yeah, I don't know difference. if it was intentional or not, but it, it to me, that's something I've picked up on. Yeah. On every time you finish a game, there's like that that sort of triumphant yeah, music. Outlast does that too. It's Do like they? That, that last song as you're like walking out, it's, it's hopeful it, tones. Yeah, they're, they're, all inspiring. of a sudden now the hopeful tones you come know, out in it. It's and the eye in the dentist system. It's yeah, yeah, inspire yeah. hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Separate entirely. Yeah, which is killing your main character. <laughs> <laughs> I know people like will say it's a zombie game i've argued though that it's a game that has zombies in it rather than being full-on because i feel like if you're going to do something that's full-on zombies then zombies are the only threat that you have right would you would you agree or would you say no because there's so many other monsters and puzzles that you got to solve i'll put it this way i think if i think you could argue anything as anything <laughs> okay that's so, what well, yeah that's true you could argue that, anything as that anything. being said i think if it's the predominant threat in something so you could have something that has vampires zombies mummies what have you and then in that case it's just a monster movie yeah in my opinion yeah yeah, yeah that's good so like if something is going to be declared as quote-unquote a zombie movie i think it should be the predominant threat mm-hmm. it's true yeah no and some of my i some of my favorite characters in in gaming are in resident evil oh yeah Jill Valentine. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean, she is synonymous with it for me. Kind of like how Ripley is synonymous with Alien. Exactly. I, when I think Resident Evil, I, I think about like more, more than even the, the male leads in the series. I, I think her, mm-hmm. or I even think she's more uh, memorable to be perfectly well, honest. Well, yeah. And I think it just, she stands out more as a character. Well, yeah. And I, I don't know. I've, I just, I've always just enjoyed playing the games more as her. Yeah. I think there's just I do like that they give you a choice and I think yes that, you can do the choice because usually most games like force you into the perspective of a certain character yeah they kind of they like they really leave it up to you you know and then you can play and each each version is a little bit different like how you're going to play the game but that was also something revolutionary to me it's like oh you can play as a two as two different characters and get slightly different outcomes or see different sides of the story yeah which I think is always been interesting for me there are the novels too like it just goes on i did not realize there were novels no there's novels there's a ton of them i mean it definitely has that star wars like reach in terms of the merchandise and extra stuff you can get the merchandise rights alone. alone make us rich but do you ever like run into other people with Resident Evil? Not as often as I'd like to be. I, Rich is the biggest guy I know into it. The games themselves, but the lore is one of the things that I come back to a lot. Like I always want to know more about, okay, who who built this mansion? Where the hell is Raccoon City? Which we still don't know. Which I think it's a mid, I think it's supposed to be somewhere in the it's Midwest. It's never stated in any parts of the lore. That that's <sighs> I want to say there is a couple games that say it's a Midwestern town. Yeah. Though I've never been convinced by that because I'm like, the mountains just the geography doesn't work for me, but it's possible. That's fine. I'm not I'm not arguing. Yeah. Maybe I am arguing. No, but like the wealth of lore to this franchise now. The characters, the sense of mon- all the different monsters you can have in it, I think just epitomizes horror. But again, going back to that, at the, the it's always buttoned by that hopeful tone yeah. at the end of it, at the end of the day. And and I came to that point too, realizing like, oh, you know what, I, I don't need to worry too much anymore about maybe seeing an adaptation for this. The games, I think, have... The definitive version. Yeah, yeah. That is the definitive version. You have that key... The sense of, like, when you're writing a story is, okay, a a character's choice, their actions, tells a lot about them. So you, as the player, controlling the character, certain little choices that you can make where you go affect the outcome of the story, the end of the game. Credit back in the day when the original games came out, I said it the, the hardware wasn't quite as nearly as good as it is now so they were playing with a limited palette but just to see a story that can go different ways and like i can remember talking to a few of my friends back in the day how they had slightly different endings from mine or they would say something and i would be like you you didn't play the game what are you talking about (laughs) you piece of you didn't play it you're just lying to me no, I think, especially though, for me, the sound, the save room themes of Resident Evil, if you like, it's it's such a weird, it's, it's once again, it's that same sense of like, you're enticed, you're comforted, but you're also like on edge still all at the same yeah. time. 
when when you're when you're experiencing it. Even when the game is stopped, it's still yeah. doing yangs. <laughs> no, I'll I will find myself sometimes listening to some of the songs, some of the soundtracks. Well, dude, that's like the like the ambient tracks and stuff. I, yeah, every once in a while. I'll the, throw yes, the like the ambience in Re- Resident Evil definitely ambience is a big to yeah. it. Yeah, it's like the storm raging on in the background. Like, yeah, too is like as it is with a lot a of time. horror. But yeah, for sure. But and I, it's something something unique about that one. It's it sets a particular tone. Yeah, it's super super creepy. I found this kind of interesting when they brought back when they remade Resident Evil Two when they did the remaster. Yeah, what I thought was unique was they were trying to figure out a way. Okay, how do we balance the old school? Like they can't. They realize they can't have the tank controls anymore. And that was we were talking about and the, the security camera style, yeah. like or at least maybe 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 sometime in the future you can figure out a way to do it that way but they were like okay that doesn't that isn't what uh, the player the audience is kind of expecting from games now yeah but how do we preserve the sense of dread and fear that that created back in the day and transfer it into a more modern game by still keeping what people have come to expect so a lot of games have that that resident evil apart yeah so a lot of games have that over the shoulder sort of camera i love how too how like the camera, you don't think about it when you're playing a game, but when you're designing it, the sense of how the player is going to see the world that they're about to interact and play, where the camera angles are, because I know that can be a huge thing that can take you out mm-hmm. of it if the camera angle gets screwed up. So, like, similar to or if how... it's just something that's not in tune with, like, yeah. the storytelling vibe. Yeah, so I, I would be very curious to how, like, if someone who's shot and worked on films and done, like, cinematography, how, like, coming into a game would be, like, and, and like, lighting the scenes, too. Obviously, you're doing it all on the computer, but I imagine the principles would still be similar. Well, it's, it's interesting because you kind of have to be involved with multiple aspects because it's not, you're not just dealing with whoever's framing up that shot. It's yeah. like, okay, you have to be involved in... Okay, how's this being lit? And I, I a lot of one of the things I come back to a lot for stuff that's worked mm-hmm. on Wally, he had to integrate himself into a very different process, and you have to deal with all these different departments of development in order for that to kind of come to fruition. It's it's a tricky balance if you want to come in there as like someone who's just dealing with like picking blocks and pointing it at things, and yeah. then coming into a group of people who know how, how advanced coding. It's like it's a different kind of world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's trying to work your more, for lack of better explanation more simple mind into <laughs> into this really complex world but it's like you really have to just strip it down to those same core principles yeah. that you know how to do if you're someone coming into that world for those purposes try and try and apply what you know to what they know it's yeah. like don't try and learn everything that they know yeah 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 just find out who you need to tell it to i guess is like the tricky part mm-hmm. but no i think that's what though what something that they ultimately did was because they to preserve that sense that the original games had and keeping the more modern style, yeah. what they decided to do was, okay, and you and I play other games where you have the, the yeah. It's almost like the camera is The crosshairs, yeah. essentially the crosshairs. Yeah. So essentially what they tried to do is create that intensity was like, if you can stand still long enough, you get a more accurate shot in the game but the game is also designed to make you constantly have to be moving yeah so that that in that introduction of that those crosshairs that sort of react to what you as the player are doing with the character influences of how good of a shot or a move you're going to get off in the game i thought was interesting to see how you can take taking the tools that you have but also trying to update them that can help create the atmosphere that you want wrap practical purposes around multiple yeah no same goal yeah so i think i I have to say the resident evil 2 and resident evil 4 i think they did a great job resident evil 4 is a bit has a bit more action to it but uh, i think they did a great job of updating and bringing them into a more modern setting who knows maybe another 20 30 years they'll remaster it updated again yeah very much possible (laughs) so yeah i I think it's a good game i i started a replay of it and i'm yeah excited to go down the spiral again but yeah no me too i it's always something that i every every so often i have to play again uh even just for the the puzzles and just, trying to see just late at night just get a spooky vibe going yeah creepy no vibe. it definitely has that's i don't just like the to zombies watch, i don't just like to watch movies for <laughs> for my for my halloween season i like to, i like to get in and really scare the shit out of myself absolutely why not give it a shot yeah why not